Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Nerdgast on Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thought Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. Uh-huh. Yeah, we are back. Welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk podcast and once again you're hearing my voice the man with the plan if you need him yell shazam mr a and e who co-hosts the no uh the nerd gas talk podcast with swag on zero uh unfortunately swag on zero had a death in the family has been doing you know you know he's he's tired and i'm like i'll take over for him because not only am i here i have my co-host from the no gimmicks Needed wrestling podcast coming over here during uh, joining me on Nerdgasm as uh, Q Flow, Flow the Rookie, the man, the myth, the reality. What's going on, everybody? We are here. This is a no gimmicks needed takeover. It is. <laughs> we taking over this podcast. You know, say we gonna show Nerdgasm. Our show now, Swag. Exactly. How's done a little bit? Make him laugh a little bit. Uh, before I get into the show, because Lady Sketch will be joining us a little bit later. Can I? Is it a? Am I allowed to share the good news? Oh, by all means. Okay. Well, you know, because I'm not going. I'm not going to you know, take the stage from you because you know you already got a good stage present as it is. But I do want to put out there that today that take Saturday today we're we'll recording this that Q Flow popped the question to the flow assist, mm-hmm. and she said yes. She said so, yes. Man. Congratulations so out there. My man Q Flow is getting married. I'm getting married, y'all. I'm getting married, man. I Woo! Pop the question to the missus, man. She said yes. It's a wonderful occasion, man. It's a wonderful. It's occasion. a wonderful occasion. I'm happy, man. I'm happy. I can't wait. You should have heard my mama. Oh, oh, oh. you should have heard my mama. I know she can't wait now. I know she can't wait. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wishing kids on us. I'm like, I'm on. One, at, one thing at a time. He said, man. "He said we even said, do you? We got colors." She told kids, right. kids. <laughs> oh man, because I could tell, man, she wants some grandkids. She, she tried to steal mine. <laughs> and man, I'm telling you, it's going, it's going to be a journey. I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy for you. You know, w- you. welcome to the club. Oh yeah, good to be yeah. here, man. I heard things about it, man. Oh yeah, you, 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 you heard things, and you're going you, you're going to hear and feel some more things. So let's let you know, my phone number is in your phone. All right, <laughs> the phone number is in your phone. So guys, uh, we're doing. We got a lot of things to talk about today. We are talking about Birds of Prey. I went to go check out Birds of Prey, and then you know, there's a lot of mixed reviews, and then you know, people making sure it bombed at the box office. It's a lot of things going on with that, but I'm gonna break it down to you the best way I can because I am a Harley Quinn fan. And then we are going to, uh, Q-Flow has a 60-second movie review, which we, we don't know who it's going to be about just yet. So, I, you know, I'm curious to see 
Wait. You gonna be you okay? You okay? Might get mad at me for it, but you know what? We gonna get we gonna get there when we get there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Spiral dra- dropped a new trailer that we're definitely going to talk about. And uh, what happened with Evo? We're gonna talk all about that stuff. But first off, we're gonna talk about a death to another icon, another legend that just happened uh, yesterday when we're recording this. Yeah, uh, yesterday or two days ago. And it's that Kurt Douglas passed away at 103 years old. And first of all, 103. 103. For those who don't know who Kurt Douglas is, that is Michael Douglas' father. Now, I am, once again, like I said, I, I watch a lot of movies. I love movies and stuff like that. So I am familiar with Kurt Douglas and I am familiar with Michael Douglas. But for those nerds out there who's not familiar with any, Michael Douglas is Hank Pym. Okay, for those who haven't watched any Michael Douglas movies, but you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, no, 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 not Wolf of Wall Street. Um, what's that one with, with him and Charlie Sheen? God, I don't, I don't know. God, which I, I'm, think, I'm thinking of it. It's it's uh no, this is called just called Wall Street because they they, they made another one. Also, but yeah, for, for back in the day. So, Kurt Douglas passed away at 103 years old. First of all, that number. Right there, a hundred and three years That's old. Life, man. That is a that is a and first of all, he died coherent. Know who because you got a lot of people that die at a hundred years old who don't know who they are, and yeah. uh, you know, v- v- very sick. So that he just he died coherent every day. It's just that it was his time to go. And a hundred and three, that is that, that that's a life that really is a, a damn good life. And uh, Kurt Russell was uh, so. My mom, she watches a lot of the old. Kurt class. Douglas. Kurt Douglas. Kurt Douglas. I keep saying Kurt. I keep saying that. Stop trying I, to kill Kurt Russell. I'm not trying to kill Kurt. I'm sorry, Kurt. Du- Kurt Douglas. I keep. I keep switching names. Up. She watches a lot of those older movies, and that, that, that that's her time area. She loves kind of movies like when it comes to watch stuff like the Ten Commandments. She watches that yeah. stuff. So when she will watch in the background. I would when she would watch him in the background. I would take notice and Kurt Douglas. I uh, he was in plenty of movies, but the ones that come to my mind that I've actually went out the way to actually see was first of all everybody knows about uh, Spartacus was uh, one of his uh, one of his huh? I know about Spartacus. Yes and. Two thousand, I believe it's two thousand leagues under the sea. Uh, as as another another movie that I am uh, familiar with as well. Now, once again, Kurt Douglas, at the time when uh, he was you know prime his career, that was not my era of movies. But me going back and watching a lot of movies, like I said, he, he was in that golden age of Hollywood, and right. then that golden age of Hollywood turned to the other once age. Once upon of- a time in Hollywood, that would be his era. Exactly. Yeah, that era, that era actually, yeah, uh, even a little bit, even even before that era, back when, before. when Hollywood was just at its, you know, at its roots and stuff like that. So yeah, but absolutely, uh, he has done a lot. And Spartacus was the one that came out in 1960, and you know, it was also known for the most iconic scene of when the Romans was going to uh, sit there and execute him. And they asked who was Spartacus, and then everybody stood up and said that they were Spartacus. So obviously, you know, those were the <clears throat> those were the things that you know uh, 
you know, the iconic moments he was in there. So I wanted to mention this because the Oscars is coming up tomorrow. I am going to watch the Oscars and I'm going to watch the Image Awards because you know, because I want to, I'm going to review them next week because they're going to do a special tribute to Kurt Douglas tomorrow along with Kobe Bryant. Oh, okay. So they're doing two tributes tomorrow at the Oscars. And, of course, I'm going to see who wins and, you know, the usual, usual disappointment. Then I'm going to see the NAA, uh, NAACP Image Awards and see how they done it. Talk about it on the podcast next weekend. So uh, make sure you do all that. But, man, I, I, I had to I had to mention him and the impact that he had on Hollywood. And uh, it, I, I don't want to say because, you know, he lived such a full life. It's hard to, like, mourn it, if that makes any sense. Right. No, no, it does. So, and what I mean by that is because the, look, the man lived to be 103. He's seen the world. You hear me? Like, he's seen the world. And once again, he has this man has survived uh, uh, two helicopter crash, not helicopter, uh, plane crashes. And uh, a, a heart attack and a stroke. Like he been through some. He been through some stuff. He's been through some stuff, but he has survived. And he's been married for is it sixty something years. And, Man, exact now, now. look at me, because uh, any uh, was it Anna Bides? I believe he's, he's married. He, he's married to. Uh, I've been only married. Like coming up this year will be two years for me being married. And then you just propose, so you just engage. And I'm like, I got friends that's been married like five years, but 60 years, 60 plus years of marriage? Man, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, that that's a, that's, that's, a lot, that's, a, that's a lot of living. That's a lot of life. That's a lot of... Uh, yeah, you, a you, long time. A long time. And of course, once again, you, you can't go talk about Kurt Douglas. I mentioned his son, Michael Douglas. And like I said, I am... You know, a fan of Michael Douglas. I know my mom is definitely a fan of uh, Michael Douglas as well. And like I said, Michael Douglas movies is the ones that I am more familiar with because Michael Douglas was, you know, not necessarily my era, but when I was growing up, he was still, uh, you know, doing things in movies that I was watching. Michael Douglas. So when even when they brought him back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe <clears throat> as uh, Hank Pym. I was just like, oh, wow, they went and got Michael Douglas. Like, where the hell did they find Michael Douglas at? And then I, I, had some, I had some people talk about some, who's Michael Douglas? I'm like, oh, you know what? I need you to get away from me. <laughs> because, but, uh, yeah, uh, see, now, Michael Douglas, you know, because he's, he's old in his own right, too. And because he, he, now, if you think about that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing, that's more Michael Douglas's era. Opposed to his father. His father was doing his stuff in, like, the 40s, the 50s. In the early '60s, and Michael Douglas came. He came when that new Hollywood came in the in the uh, '70s, when the whole right. thing started to change and everything like that. But uh, what was the Wall Street? Is the name? He was in Wall Street and Fatal Attraction with Glenn Coase. Remember Fatal Attraction? I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. All his movies are above my age, man. Gotcha. Oh, I mean, I'm familiar with the titles. Uh huh. Wait, is Fatal Attraction is Fatal Attraction the one where they was interrogating the girl? She opened her legs up with that move. Where she opened her legs up and then closed it back. Uh, I'm not thinking that's the Fatal Attraction. I'm not. I'm not sure that's what you're thinking. This is the one with Glenn Coase, you know, boils the bunny in the, in in the high water. I, 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 oh, 
lord, no, I've, I've never seen that. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's but a, I know, I know iconic scenes, and I remember when, um, like when WWE did the whole Hollywood thing, and they were re, re, recreating scenes. Okay. Oh yeah. No. That, no. I don't know. That's a different movie. I think you're thinking of. Okay. But yeah. So, uh, Made in America face off. You know, he, he was he was in. Uh, you know, he he did a lot of stuff. Face off was uh, Travolta and Cage, right? Yeah, but he, he only produced like Michael Douglas. Only, I think produced on that movie only. I'm not sure. Oh, did he? Did he, did he? No, yeah. I think he only produced that movie anyway. But yeah, he was in. He was in, like I said, a lot of stuff, and then mostly when things, you know, got when your era comes along, and movies as you probably seen, uh, such as obviously all the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. He did, he did a movie with Las Vegas. I think they had like Morgan Freeman in there. Then he did Wall Street. Wall Street Never Sleeps is the sequel to the regular Wall Street. And remember, they brought Shia LaBeouf in for that movie. Okay. Yeah. Which, that, yeah. That, 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 that sounds familiar. Yeah, but that, I don't think I've seen it, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, that wasn't that. That wasn't you know good in, in my personal opinion. But anyway, uh, so but yeah, this is definitely his father lived a long life, and here Michael Douglas is talk about his father is great. But it's just it's just that you know I'm glad he got to see all them years before he passed away. It's just so heartbreaking. Like I I know. People are still reeling over, you know, what happened to Kobe Bryant. Because once he's forty-one years old, this man was one hundred and three. Oh wow! You know, this man lived a life. It, you know, it's like he just lived sixty plus more years, and you know, than he did got to, and got to see more. So, you know, I, you know, I, I know he's in a, he's in a better place, and you know, as he needs to be, and and no pain or anything of that nature. I know Michael Douglas is proud of him and everything like that. that not, it's not to cheapen anyone's death. Let's not, let's not put that out there right now. It ain't cheapen anyone's death. But uh, may rest in peace. My eyes will be open at the Oscars tomorrow to make sure to see what the tribute they do. And I'll talk about all that next week. Gotcha. Uh, moving on to something that's also very close to me. Okay, so I know Swag want to talk about this. But I'll let him say his opinion next week when he wants to come back on the show. Q-Flo, how do you feel about fighting games? I love fighting games. Love fighting games. So, yep. you, Recently, you, I've been playing uh, uh, Battle for the Grid, courtesy to my host, Mr. a and &E. Yes. First of all, do you did you check out the new format, the lobbies? I'm trying to get a lobbies video on for, nerd, for uh, Level Up. Okay. No, I just went straight to uh, I just went straight to arcade. Try to I mean yeah. Try to get my character game up and all that. No, I mean look, that's yeah, all. I love, I love I love fighting games, man. So, Evo's 2020 lineup came out, and I'm gonna read the the uh, lineup to you. And there's something, there are a couple things that got snubbed in my personal opinion, and there are a couple things that I'm actually excited about. But there is a glaring problem with Evo. That I kind of want to talk about. So this is the list. Uh, first, first, first of all, do you watch Evo uh, every year when it comes out? Not every year. I, I'll catch a I'll catch a fight or two with uh, Swag on Zero, but that's about it. Okay, I'm about to say because you know when Tekken Seven goes up there, I'm, I'm like, do you play favorites and just watch Tekken? Oh no, no, I watch I watch whatever he's watching. I'm watching, gotcha. and I'm, I'm usually enjoying what I'm watching. So, so here is the list for. 2020's Evo, Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, 
Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Tekken 7, and Under Night in Birth X. I just said Under Night in Birth. I ain't got time to say this whole title. And those, and then the ninth game represented because all these nine games is Marvel versus Capcom 2 on Sega Dreamcast. Because this is the 20th anniversary of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Now, with those games being listed, there is a game that's in there that you realize that has not been mentioned, and that was Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat is not on the yes, Mortal Kombat is not on the Evo list this year. So I wanna you know, first of all, I want to ask you, Q, how you feel about the names on this list. If there's any other fighting game out there, and you, and just in your personal opinion, that you would have put on this list or not have, because, I mean, like I said, I, I understand every, every fighting game is not going to make it, and, you know, the com it all depends on the communities and the buy-ins and the money and, and all that kind of stuff. And I, then I'm going to talk about Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and I'm going to talk about Mortal Kombat 11. So how do you feel about the list so far? Um... I mean, the list is kind of cool. Um, I'm seeing games like Grand Blue Fantasy and Under Night. I've never seen gameplay of those, so that'd be a nice game to watch. Yes. You oh, know, yeah. just to see, like, all right, what type of game is this? Peep this. I mean, Grand Blue Fantasy not even out yet. Oh, I know. Wait, oh. wait, 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 wait. I thought it wasn't out. I thought it wasn't out for us. It was already out in Japan. Oh, yeah, in Japan. Yeah, it's, it, it'll come out for us until March. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right, yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, still, um... That's, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm. I mean, if anything, Street Fighter Five does not need to be here. But I get it. It's the original fighting game. But it's like, how, why do y'all snub Mortal Kombat out the list? As far as games that need to be on there, I don't have any. I don't know if you saw my. I took a little shot at you on uh, Twitter, though. I don't know if uh, Lady Sketch or anybody showed you. I yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw it. Virtual Fighter Two. Virtual Fighter Two has some very good music. It stands the test of time. All right. I'm saying right now because they remixed it and it's clean. It doesn't sound like an old game. It's clean. I'm not gonna argue with no artist. You know, you in the music business for a reason. You just not in the game development business. <laughs> oh no, the game is terrible. That's okay. all I had growing up, though. That's why the reason why I defended so hard is because that's all I had growing up. I had Sega Saturn. I know. Uh -huh. I had Sega Saturn and I had Virtual Fighter 2. That's all I had. That was the only full game I had. Everything else was demo disc. You, you, you probably had Dreamcast too, didn't you? Nah, I wish though. I yeah. wish I had Dreamcast. You know what? I wish I did too, but that pad, that, that controller was ugly. Yeah, it was. It was. Now, yeah, here's but, the thing. Um, okay, go, go, go. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, now I'm just I'm 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 with you though. I already know how you're feeling about Mortal Kombat. So I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Now, go ahead. once again, I, I'm gonna chalk you the bias out of it because here's the thing. I understand what exactly what you're saying. Street Fighter, you can't say it don't need to be in there because Street Fighter, Street Fighter, and Street Fighter is one of my favorite fighting games. However, I'm tired of Street Fighter Five. That's that's my issue. Me personally, I would love to go back to Street Fighter 4. But the thing is, yes. Street Fighter, every time they did, they make a game, Street Fighter 5 came out in 2015. 
And from 2015 to 2020, we are just now getting the champion edition. All we're doing is, is playing an update version of the game. And I'm like, there's no... I don't want to see it. Even when I go to these tournaments at the at the different cons I go to, it's always Street Fighter. Now, granted, I'm glad I'm not sitting here defending like Jump Force. No, no, no thank you. But uh, I see that they took off my Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which is a little disappointing to me because I want to see uh the Pro Fighters play with the new DLC that that Blaze Blue came out with uh, late last month. Here's my here's my two things. Undernight, I'm not a fan of Undernight. Now, once again, that's just me. I know that... The, I don't even know what that is. It, it's kind of like... It's, 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 it's Arc System work. So, I mean, I, I can't get mad at the branding and stuff like that. But I do know that there are some people in the community that like that game. And I'm just like, okay, it's not for me. I don't watch none of its matches at EVO at all. That I would have took out. It, this, it's, this is my personal opinion, once again. I'm cool with anything on that. I'm, I'm cool with... uh. Tekken 7. I'm cool with Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm cool with Soul Calibur 6 as I'm, as I'm trying to, you know, learn more about Soul Calibur 6. I'm liking Samurai Showdown. They got they got nice DLC updates on there, too. Grand Blue Fantasy I'm interested in because it didn't come out yet, but the game looks clean. It does look clean. I thought it was going to probably be like a Guilty Gear, but Guilty Gear does not come out to the end of this year, which means that it's probably not going to be on EVO until next year. I need them to make a new, a new bloody roar for these tournaments, man. Yeah, but and then you know, or or update Killer Instinct. So, uh, oh th- yeah. Then there's Dragon Ball Fighters. Now I know how you feel about Dragon Ball Fighters. And yeah, I'm it, not. A, it, I, I know not you, you're not a Dragon Ball fighter. Like I, I, I do like the game. Like I said, it is one. Of, I do enjoy the fighting game. But it's like now, you took off NRS completely. I was really pulling. For Power Rangers to make it on the main Evo stage, but it's going to be a side tournament this year, Evo. But it's fine. That's it's going to be at, it's going to be at Evo, but it's going to be a side tournament. And to be fair, Power Rangers do, do, do need to come up with a couple more updates before because right now the recent update that the, the version 2.0 patch they did is the it now it really looks like a legit fighting game contender. So with also that it needs, so I I feel like if it goes strong and it has a healthy 2020, especially with the year anniversary coming up next year, it has a chance. But I do not like the fact that they Evo for as long as I can remember watching, they have always respected disrespected NRS games, which is uh Netherrealm Studios. Yeah, they've done it with Mortal Kombat Nine. Uh, they done it with Mortal Kombat X, Injustice One, Injustice Two, and now Mortal Kombat Eleven. Now Mortal Kombat Eleven was there last year. Mortal Kombat Eleven had the highest rated, uh, the, 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 was it the highest applicants applied for that game at Evo last year? Because it's Mortal Kombat, and where's Injustice at? Okay, so they only put one another studio game on there. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. No, but, see, but here's the thing, though. That's what that's one of my issues too. I'm like, cause you could put Injustice Two on there, but they don't ever put that. Once NetherRealm Studios puts out a new fighting game, they always replace it with the other one. But yet, Capcom, I'm looking on here right now. Capcom has 
let's see, two games with Street Fighter Five and now Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Then Bandai Namco has two games, which is Tekken 7 and Dragon Ball Fighters, along with Arc System Works, which has one, two, three games on here. And they just stopped it. They just took out uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, which Smash Bros. had two games on there with Melee and Ultimate. And I'm like, so there is never no love for NRS to put two of their games on there. And I, when, when I was looking on Twitter at the fan base and looking at stuff, like, look, let's be real. When I tell my wife about Evo, or I tell you about Evo who don't really watch it, what's the one name that comes up every time I talk about Evo? I'm talking about player. Sonic Fox. Sonic Fox is the NetherRealm Studios champion almost. That's the games he play. Do you know... Maybe he should just not go. Do you know... He, he plays fighters. Dragon Ball fighters. Mm. That's the only other game he plays. Mm -hmm. Do you know not putting Mortal Kombat in here is taking out a whole community of people mm -hmm. that has made EVO really what it is? Did they... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. popping in out here. Hey, Lee Sketch. Uh, give a reason why they decided not to do it. So there is no, I don't know what the full reason is because people there are rumors going around saying another realm is going to host its own big tournament this year, mm, okay. where they're going to have all NRS games there. Mm -hmm. And probably they do. That's kind of cool. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I mean that's because I think be, be because be with, with them having. All their games on there probably put some of their classic games like, and you can put Killer Instinct because that was done by Midway, and you can put some of the classic Mortal Kombat games on there to have a tournament with. I think that I did, I did that that would be really good for them, mm -hmm. also. But I think that's what the plan is. I'm not sure because nobody really knows what the plan is right now. But it just came, it just kind of blindsided because everybody's like, "Well, where is Mortal Kombat?" Because I could have, I swore what before the list came out. Undernight was Undernight wasn't even gonna be in here. Cause I didn't know what that game was last year, and I was just like, okay, I don't even watch their finals. I don't watch none of the exhibitions. And then, like I said, listen to the community on on Twitter. They uh, there has been horror stories about them rushing the top eight, not putting the, the top sixteen, or putting on the top thirty two of Netherrealm uh, tournaments on uh, the broadcasting table. To the point where people and the pe people were confused, had to find people, had to sit down, and they didn't have a section for Mortal Kombat, and they had to sit down on the floor with their turn. It's just been, I've been hearing a lot of disrespectful things that Netherrealm has been getting at Evo. I feel like somebody got some beef. Somebody in the, the top of the tops got some beef with uh, Ed Boon or somebody. Well, I don't, peop, I, I really don't think people... Like, once again, Mortal Kombat to this day, it's like 93 all over again, still has that violent reputation. Oh, yeah. But even with that being said, Injustice don't have the same blood and guts and gore that Mortal Kombat has. Yeah. It doesn't. And, like I said, they're smoother. But, once again, I think in the FGC, people get in their feelings when there are no quarter circles and there are no, you know button inputs like SNK uh, with Netherrealm games. Mm. 
And once again, when you look at the list like this, I'm like, okay, this is obviously just, you know, a very colorful, you know, I mean, like I said, they're good fighting games up here. But like I said, like like Q was saying, it's his opinion. Street Fighter V, I, I just get tired of seeing it because I keep all I see the updates all the time. Mm-hmm. I Me personally, I I like Street Fighter Four better. But they don't even put that back on the market. It, 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 they want to keep selling this Champion Edition since 2015. Yep. In my in my personal opinion. I'm just like, with all the new... Now, once again, like I said, I, I did make a case for Power Rangers, but it still needs some work to be a legit fighting game. So hopefully next year, mm-hmm. it'll, you know, make that jump. But Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which has been, you know, said by most fans in the FGC, is the greatest fighting game that was ever made. Is coming back as an invitational only type of event where the top eight will be previous winners of the tournament coming back, and then there will be another eight that will be chosen from uh, Evo. So we'll have like a top 16 of Marvel's Capcom 2. Now, Q Flow growing up, uh, were you a fan of Marvel's Capcom 2? I uh, sure was. Wait, 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 wait. I might be thinking of the wrong game again. Uh, oh. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 had that green octopus thing, right? Yes. And that, okay, then, yep, yep, I sure was. Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, because see, I started off, like, like going into the arcade, I remember X-Men Children of the Atom. And me being an X-Men fan, I was like, an X-Men fighting game? Just like I'm a Power Ranger fan, I'm like a Power Ranger fighting game? An X-Men fighting game? Uh, yeah. Made by Capcom, which back then was Cap God at the time, because they made the best fighting games. And then, uh, then they had X versus Street Fighter. You, it, I was like, it couldn't get no better. Then they did Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. Then they did Marvel Superheroes, which I did not like that too much. And then, okay, I'm looking at the my fault. I'm looking at the character screen. Yup, I definitely remember this now. Yeah, that little. Uh, little Red Riding Hood pulling the Uzi out the basket. Exactly, BB Hood. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that all the way. Then when Marvel vs. Capcom came out, I was like, oh, man, this is this is, this is is everything I wanted. <coughs> then when Marvel vs. Capcom 2 came out, I was mad at the game because I sucked at the game first. And I was like, yo, man, fuck this game. Man. It's doing two assists heavy, and I, 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 can't get, I can't get my buttons right. But I came back to the arcade every single day and played that game. So this returning to Evo sends big messages through the FGC community. When it comes back to uh, playing it on Dreamcast, no less. And I'm like, oh, because I heard that Dreamcast is the best import of this game. Uh, closest to the arcade that I, I heard of. I never played it on Dreamcast because I never had a Dreamcast. And like I said, I did not like how the Dreamcast controller looked at that time. And I played two games on Dreamcast because at that time I wanted Marvel's Capcom 2, I wanted NBA 2K with AI on the cover, and I wanted WWF Royal Rumble. When I played Royal Rumble, that game is probably one of the worst wrestling games ever made. <laughs> and I said, "Oh no!" First of all, how do you how do you have a Royal Rumble video game with only 28 characters? Wait, Royal Rumble is 30 people. It, there you go. There you go. Mistake number one. <laughs> Mistake. How do you have a Royal Rumble game with less than 30 people? Men and women, I'm talking about. Oh. That's okay. So what happened? 
because it just come out twice. <laughs> yes. <saying>. Oh. <laughs> they came out twice and the woman came out. That's hilarious. That sucked. And I was pissed. And I was like, you know what? Fuck Dreamcast. Like, I blamed it. Like, 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 like that was Dreamcast's fault. That was obviously... Blame both. Dream... I blamed it on Dreamcast. Dreamcast had this... Dreamcast had this... I always bring it up. They had this spawn... It's like a spawn fighting game or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was cool. It was cool. I sucked at it, but... I mean, I was a kid. I sucked at a lot of games. I mean, who you telling? But first of all, you know what? It don't matter because Spawn coming out for Mortal Kombat 11 now. So, we ain't gonna be able to see it now. Uh-huh. But you know what? It's fine because Combo Breaker is very, very uh, loving of NRS games and any, any other games. And I like watching Combo Breaker. And Power Rangers is going to be at Combo Breaker also on the main okay. thing. So it looks like Combo Breaker is going to be what's going to devote a lot of my time to also this year. And uh, what's, the, what's the other tournament also that's going to be there? But right now, Com- Com- Combo Breaker stuff I like too. But I'm like, you know, it disappoints me, Evil. I am so happy Marvel 2 is coming back. And uh, I can't wait to you know to, to see to, to see the tournament. I, I'm just hoping that we get some re-releases of Marvel too. Like now, when it comes back 20th anniversary, you have to make a like. Can, can I please get like a Marvel two on Nintendo Switch on the PC? Oh can, please, please put it on the Switch. Yeah, I'm about to say because you know it, 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 it it'll benefit from that, and I, I would love to have Marvel's Capcom two. On the Switch, so it remastered, so I can play it. And probably, I mean, like you, you know how much money that would make. That's yeah. So yeah, those are the things I want. Hey, to, um, I, you can't make, you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, <coughs> you can't mooch off a of Monster Hunter all day. Like you're right. Else. You're absolutely right. So I'm, I, I'm hoping that's that that's what this is leading to this year, where it be the 20th anniversary of the game. So. I mean, all we gotta do is just like wait and see. We really, just gotta wait and see. So, that being said, uh, we're gonna move on now. Uh, so, who here is a fan of Saul? You. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Saul. Actually, it's kind of sickening. Mm-hmm. When Saul <laughs> first came out, I was like, all right. I didn't go to the movies to see it because I was like. What the fuck is Saw? All I seen was Danny Glover. I'm like, well, here go another bad movie Danny Glover about to be in. Uh, and, so I, and so I said, so I, I watched it in my house. I, I I went to Hollywood Videos and rented it. It shows how. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's old. Oh. So I was like, wait a minute. This movie's fucking amazing. That's how I felt at the time in 2004. Or 2005 when I seen it. And I was just like, well, we gotta go, we got to go see the next one. Every year since then, I went to Saw every Halloween, the fight for Halloween, opening day to go see Saw. Me and my friend would take hours depicting the storyline. Who did this? Who set up what? Well, this goes here. This was the MCU before the MCU. (laughs) Saw was, everybody was trying to... I love, it. I love it. Yeah, saw everybody was trying to put together the the the, 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 the Saw franchise and the clues from all the other movies just like they do in MCU back then and then two thousand ten happened. Woo. Saw the final chapter happen. Struggle, struggle. And it bothered me to it, it hurt my heart. And then I said, you know Wait, what? Wait, which saw? Saw three D. 
or the yeah. one called Saw the Final Chapter. Yeah. So yeah. then I was like, all right, fuck Saw. Fuck. Saw broke my heart. It didn't do what I wanted to do. I don't care. Because instead of answering all my questions, I got more questions now. Then Jigsaw came out in 2017. And I was like, all right, let me try it again. That was worse. So I said, I'm, I'm really done with it. But you know who else is a fan of Saw? Chris Rock. And Chris Rock said, let me take my shot at Spawn, uh, Saw. And we're going to do the spinoff called Spiral. Which is the, the obviously the spiral things that's on Billy, the puppet's cheeks and everything. So, mm -hmm. did anybody see the trailer for Spiral? I just watched it. I did. So, tell me what y'all think about because, you know, pe people always say comedians come from a dark place. Oh, yeah. And uh, that'd be true. So, Chris Rock, probably the most serious role he's ever been in, is going to now be in this movie Spiral with Samuel L. Jackson from the Book of Saul. So, Q, I'll start with you. You being a fan of Saul and seeing this project by Chris Rock, how, like, are you excited for it? Do you, or do you not wish... I'm not I'm not excited, but I'm intrigued, if that makes sense. It does yeah, make sense. it does, because that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, huh? Like, it... I want to see it opening day, but it's like, I'm not rushing to get a ticket, but it's like, ah, I'm off of work. All right, let's go, man. Okay. What are you expecting from this Saw movie that we didn't get from the other ones? Because this is supposed to be a one that you, you can stand on its own and you don't have to go watch all of the other songs to realize what's going on, but it is going to have some callbacks to the other movies. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. Like, how does this... Where does this fit in with the other movies? Because, like, yeah. Jigsaw's dead, isn't he? Yeah, he's dead. But the thing is... Uh, yeah, that's what I... This takes place after the events of the, the, the Saw series and Jigsaw. We're beyond all that. This don't fit in okay. between this movie and this movie. This is not a prequel. This is after everything that we have seen so far. Mm. So, so Jigsaw okay, is dead. Well, then I probably... I probably should, oh, God, I probably, I feel like I should watch Jigsaw before this, but besides that, um, no, like I said, like, I'm, I'm intrigued, like, I'm intrigued to see it, like, it, I, the trailer did enough to pique my curiosity, so, um, as far as what I want to see, um, I just want to see how it connects, honestly, and I feel like I need to watch, uh, that's what I'm saying, like, I feel like I should watch Jigsaw before that. But, I mean, um, that's about it. Next time you come by, I can give you Jigsaw. That could be another sixty-second review. It's on, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, so Hulu? Yeah, yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, that could be a sixty-second review right there. Another one. No, it's not on Hulu. My damn Wu Tang, man. Where's it at? Nah, I'm joking. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, but yeah, nah, nah. It's on Hulu. I I'll check it out probably tomorrow. Uh, Lady Sketch, how, how how about you? Um, honestly, I'm. I feel the same way. I'm not like excited about it, but I'm curious, cautiously curious. You gonna play games, motherfucker? Listen, yes. <laughs> I'm curious to see what how where this goes, and if they said it has other callbacks to the movies, like it doesn't have to be intertwined, but I think it will be connected. Who's the guy? 
Who was the cop guy who uh, got caught in the trap and all that? There's he a lot died, of them. Didn't he? There's a lot of them, baby. Uh, yes. One, what is his name? I don't forget. Donnie Wahlberg? No, about? no, no. He was like, it, it, it turned out that he was putting the traps together and everything. Oh, Hoffman. Yeah, oh, he was putting oh, them yeah. together that they couldn't, so that they couldn't win them, right? Yeah. He was cheating. He, yeah, he was cheating. Did he end up dying? Well, according to the final yeah. chapter, he's dead. Oh, okay. They put I, him in a trap, didn't they? Yeah. Because well, he well, had another accomplice. Doctor, Doctor Gore locked him in the bathroom. Oh. Oh. And, and threw the saw away so he couldn't cut off his foot, and so he he was just locked in the bathroom to to, to, to slow die. Honestly, that's the only thing I thought. I was like, it's him because they, they made sure. It's a couple things in here. I was just like, could you just, why don't you just tell us what's, what's going to happen to these people? It starts out with the guy telling us about his family. One of two things. His family finna die or he finna die. Somebody else that they thought he might be the bad guy. And, or it's the dude, what's his name, Hoffman coming back to get retribution against other cops or some shit. I don't honestly don't know what to expect from this, especially since they're saying it's supposed to be its, its own standalone. Yeah, it's supposed to. Be, this is the Hobbs and Shaw of Spawn. I mean, not Spawn of okay. Saul. Of Saul. This is well, this is the Hobbs and Shaw. This is a spinoff of uh, something completely different within the Saul universe. Yes, but that even with Hobbs and Shaw, you still had people who were connected to the other movies. Yeah. Pop up. So I don't know. I'm just. I'm waiting to see what happens with it and if it's any good. I always feel weird about horror or horror-ish, like, suspense movies coming out and it's not like Halloween. Yeah, it comes comes out in May. Yeah, this feels weird to me. Well, here's... a personal problem. I am intrigued about it because I do want to see how Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson are going to play a part in this. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that Samuel Jackson is his dad. He says in the movie, okay. because I didn't want to be like, well, that's Detective Tap's son. I'm like, oh, here go that Danny Glover thing, because he's the only black cop they had in there. Like, don't do shit like that. I'm glad they're, they're not, like not going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. The question is, though, if this is really Jigsaw's dead, most all his accomplished accomplices are dead. You know, as far as we know. So the question is. Who's pulling these copycat traps and why? And then I was about to say it could be a copycat inspired by Jigsaw himself. So. It, it it could be, but the question that are they gonna play the games fair? And then, but this time they're not targeting people with problems or people who don't value their life. The target the target this time is police officers. So. There has to be a hidden message because the trailer is only a teaser. They didn't give you too much of it, but it, they're saying that it, it has to be something that uh, that obviously is an underlying message of what's going on because Chris Rock is a huge fan of the Soft series. Hmm. So if he's a huge fan of the Soft series and knows all about the twists and the turns and all how the movie started off, well, then he is going to try to lead us into one way. <laughs> to turn and make it to another way, and I, I, I think it's going to be good. I'm not worried about Samuel Jackson. I've seen him in all kinds of roles. I never see Chris Rock in this kind of role. Yeah, right. I never see Chris Rock in this, uh, in this kind of role. So I'm curious to see if he can be able to maintain it or not. If he can handle the pressure of it. And then once again, this is going to be Saul. Obviously, we see we see the Saul him locked up in something in the, in the in in at the end of the trailer. And I also want to see now because I'm like. 
I want the traps to be creative again. Yeah. Me too. They got kind of lazy. Because bef- towards the end, it went from being creative traps to torture porn. Yeah. That's all it was. I was like, how how gruesome can we kill the you know the lead singer from Lincoln Park? You know what That's I'm saying? What I mean. Stop. That's he was in the trap. He was in the clan trap. <laughs> Just uh, that's what I mean by lazy, because it's like you're not, it's not creative at this point. You're just doing it because you're like, okay, well, I just want somebody to uh, rip their skin off their back. Like <laughs> that was just like, uh, okay, like well, that's weird. Yeah, so that that that's I I really want the traps that they show in the in the the film to be creative about. What's been going on in that person's life? I don't want it to just be like, and then once again, I'm like, can it be traps of like them getting out of the trap? Because once again, after like it was like Saw Three, Saw Four, Saw uh, uh, kind of well, see Saw Five was just dumb. Then then Saw Six and then Saw Seven. I'm like, oh my god! Like first of all, it Saw. Uh, Saw 7, the final chapter, it was these two guys, teenagers, arguing over a girl. And the girlfriend played both of them. Oh, the girl played both of them. And now they're in a trap to see which which guy's going to save the girl. And I'm like, that's not what Jigsaw would do. Who cares about that happened? Who cares? You say teenagers don't value life because they're arguing over a girl. That is not the jigsaw way. And I hated that trap. I'm like, so somebody in this trap has to die. And I'm like, so it's just gonna be the girl that that that, that, that obviously was a hoe and played both of them. Like that that doesn't make sense to me. It does not make sense to me. And I, that's when we start getting away from, you know, the, it's like the the whole Ku Klux Klan trap. When okay, yes. They're racist and it's wrong, and things like that I'm just like I was like, but it didn't feel it didn't seem like a jigsaw track, even though it wasn't. But I was like, it was just getting away. It was the saw was just, it was just getting away from where it, it it was. And I'm hoping Chris Rock in Spiral brings it back to its roots of playing an actual st- a strategic game that you're going to take some damage, but I want you. I actually want you to live this. The, you know, so that's the kind of thing. So, right. with, the, with, with, with that being said, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping for it. It comes out in May, but you know, obviously, we're gonna probably be in Black Widow mode by then. Is it? Is Pizza cooking at it? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I in a parallel universe? We gonna be in Black Widow mode? Let's not I lie. Let's not lie. Years, listen to me, y'all. Kill this woman. You, you're right. You know what? You, you can't defend for her no more. Cause ain't your girl no more. That's right. You get I married. She's the. Fu- <laughs> uh, so uh, let's let's move on here to um. So we got the unfortunate news that Doctor Strange, uh, two. Lost its director. Yo, why did you word it that way? I'm saying like somebody oh else might have died. <laughs> why did you word it that way? You know way? what? I'm being honest with you. I could have worded it a lot better. Yeah, I'm being honest with you on that one. I but, agree. We you got know, the unfortunate news. I'm like, who passed again? <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm about to say, no. You know what I'm saying? But um, 
it I, I did word it bad but uh but once again the, the director for Doctor Strange 2 is off the project due to creative issues because he was the guy who did Doctor Strange the first one Okay. And once again, that was a movie that my wife really didn't like. And after a couple of rewatches, I can appreciate Doctor Strange. I liked it out the gate, and I was the only one. Did you oh, were? No, I, I liked it out the gate. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, at Maybe first, you didn't go. Did, did you go see it with us when we went to see it in the movies? I'm pretty sure he was there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because everybody else was like, oh, I don't like it. I was like, oh, okay. No, well. Swag said so he didn't oh, like it. it. I said. I just thought whoever did the visuals was on some type of. Substance, but I liked it. Oh yeah, they was definitely on some stuff. They was tripping the whole time. So, so but now, uh, he is out. And now, <laughs> I was like, with all the special effects and all stuff that he was going to do with the the whole uh, multiverse of madness, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, after I was just getting on your side to be, you know, doing Doctor Strange, I wanted to see what it was going to be. But now we got news that. Director Sam Raimi is taking over hmm. to do Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They confirmed that? that because I oh, obviously right, I... there is a little bit more paperwork that has to be done, but it's pretty much a shoe in that Sam Raimi's going to do this movie. And I, I'm looking at this oh, on uh, Variety.com. So, mm-hmm. so, uh. Sam Raimi, for those who are not familiar, did the Spider-Man movies, and which some people may say he directed one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, Spider-Man 2. He did Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 3, despite how y'all feel about it. He did do it. Mm. And people are saying, you know what? If anybody could be a good choice to to, uh, replace director Scott Dickerson, which was the original director... It should be Sam Raimi. And I'm like, you know, Sam Raimi's been doing a lot of producing stuff and uh, a lot of things like that, but not in a directing seat in a while. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad if he wants to go do that. Uh, Obviously, he had a horror uh, movie called Drag Me to Hell. Anybody see Drag Me to Hell in 2009? No. No, but I heard about it. Okay, I heard that was actually a pretty decent horror movie. And... He did uh, the Wizard of Oz prequel, and I don't know if anybody has uh, seen. You know that I, I, I didn't see. The, I, I, not, I, I yeah, I did not. I didn't know that was a thing. To be honest with you, but uh, I figured. And then you just told me before the show started up that they're getting the the writers for uh, what was you said you said Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty, yeah. On there because to rewrite the script. To rewrite the script. Here's the thing. I uh don't watch Rick and Morty as much as y'all do. I don't watch it all either. But I did hear shit is weird. Is it? Yes. Rick and Morty is dope, man. Okay, but it it's is weird, weird though. I mean, it's it's in that it's in that it's in that realm like uh, Futurama and all that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then you know what? That's how. Yeah. Well, there was Sam Raimi coming, and then them doing the doing uh, rewriting the script. That actually may work out for Doctor Strange. So. You know, real, real quick, uh, let's start you, start you late, late sketch because you know you were the one who did enjoy Doctor Strange, the first one. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this move? Um, I personally, no matter who it is, I always feel weird when movies start with one director and then end with another. 
Uh-huh. Um, especially when you, like, because then you have to rewrite it and redo it. And I don't know. I, I'm i just curious to see what they do with the second one. If I if it's as enjoyable as the first one. That's really where I'm at with it at this, at this point. Well, now, this was supposed to be more, you know, saying crazy, hard, L- LSD type shit. Okay. And this one. I'm not mad at it. I wasn't mad at the first time. Okay. How about you, Keefla? Um, to be honest, I I don't know. I don't know for this one, man. Uh, do you like Sam Raimi as a director? He's all right. I'm he's sorry. all right. I did enjoy. I enjoyed the Spider Man's back then as a kid. I mean, I grew up and watched them again. It was like, uh, except for the second one. The second one was just perfect. But. Um, love the second one. I just love it. Yeah. But um, yeah. no, nah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just it's a wait and see for me. Well, I, I, I got you on that one. So you know, like I said, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably wait and see happen. I think I think it's pretty good news. I think Sam Raimi has a good track record, and this is a good way to get Sam Raimi back into the fold of things. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it leave it at that. But however, this is gonna, I'm gonna do something that Swag has doesn't do on the podcast usually, and I I started doing it on a Ballers Lounge podcast, and we're gonna take our first break real quick, and then you know play an ad for you guys. So then when we come back, I will have my Birds of Prey movie experience review, and then we'll have Q Flow's sixty second review. So we'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the movie experience, now a part of the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. And now me, your host, Mr. Andy, and of course, the main reviewer, Q for Photo Rookie, is going to review Birds of Prey this week. So I went out on opening night to go see Birds of Prey because I said next week I'm going to go, I want to go see Sonic. And next week is All-Star Weekend. And for those people who know me dearly, I don't like being bothered on All-Star Weekend too much because I love basketball and NBA and I like watching all the All-Star stuff. And especially if it's going to be very Kobe-related next week. So, yeah. So, i got to watch all that. So, I had to take this opportunity to see Birds of Prey before I went on my little mini vacation. And I'm going to uh, get right now. This is a movie that takes place after Suicide Squad. So, it's almost like a Suicide Squad sequel. So, you know, uh, Harley Quinn has now broke up with the Joker. And now everybody is out to uh, kill Harley Quinn. And now we get the introduction of a new Batman villain called Black Mass. So in this this review, I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the experience, and spoilers. Okay, so this new version of movie experiences, we will talk about spoilers. The first half... Spoilers. Spoilers. That's how we're going to do it because right now, like I said, I'm not sitting here in front of a camera reviewing it for you. This is part of the Nergasm podcast, so I'm doing it this way, and I realize I get more views doing it this way. So, let's get oh, into nice. it. So, uh, okay, so, Q-Flo didn't see the movie with I did invite him, don't get me wrong, but he, he didn't get a chance to go see the movie with us. So, but, uh, like I said, he, he does not mind the spoilers also. So, the good... So far, we start off with the good. And the good in this movie is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She is phenomenal. This is her role. I don't want to see anybody else play 
uh, Harley Quinn, Quinn. but Margot Robbie. She is phenomenal in the movie. And, you know, at first I seen her Suicide Squad, I was like, she's one of the best parts in Suicide Squad. And, yeah, she's not the Tara Strong Harley Quinn, but she is her Harley Quinn, which it it just is great. And this whole movie, it's like a Deadpool-style movie. She's telling the story. And she's breaking the fourth wall with everybody. And she, in my personal opinion, is the, a great enough character to do it. Now, of course, me, my sister, and Shorty B are all big Harley Quinn marks. So, of course, this is a movie that we're going to look at. This is me and her movie. Even though we know it's not the Birds of Prey. Okay, so if you're a combo fan, you're like, wait a minute. Harley Quinn wasn't in the Birds of Prey. Yeah, we know. But, however, that does bring me to... The Birds of Prey, which uh, they do all a great job too. They have Journey Slamet playing Black Canary, and she oh. does a good job as Black Canary. I didn't know how it was going to turn out at first. But I was like, okay, she does a pretty good job as Black Canary. Mary Elizabeth Weinstein plays Huntress, aka you know Swag's Ramona Flowers, mm-hmm. and then uh, we have. Rosie Perez in here playing Renee Montoya. And then we have uh, Ewan McGregor playing Black Mass. And all of them did a great job in this movie. Obi-Wan Kenobi as Black Mass. Is Black Mass, exactly. And he did a damn good job as Black Mass. But here's the thing. They changed Black Mass up a lot. So this movie here is all about representation and this movie here is all about women empowerment some people may not take the message well and some people may not have a problem with the message I fall in the category of I did not have a problem with the message I understand what they were were trying to say and you know they can have a women empowerment movie because there is no good man in this movie None. Every man is written to be a straight dick. Not an asshole, a dick. That's funny. So, Harley Quinn finally breaks up with the Joker. And what I like about the movie is she just doesn't break up with him. Like, she she has to finally get over her abuse. And then when she finally does it, she goes and blows up the chemical plant that, that made her. And then when anybody gets word that, that she has blown uh, that she is her joker broke up there's a hit out on her head everybody wants to kill her because she doesn't have mr j to protect her anymore right so in the meanwhile black mass is looking for this diamond that was that was made by the that was by the special family and it just it just so happens that this uh <clears throat> this girl i'll bring the name out to you i don't know if people you know are a uh you know, combo mark or not. If you remember the name uh Cassandra Kane, she I know that name. Why do I know that name? Because she does become a version of Bad Girl in the comics. Okay. Alright. After after Oracle thing happened. They changed her whole gotcha. backstory in this one. So, uh with, with with that being said, she has this diamond. And because she, she, she's a pickpocketer and she comes from a a, beat, a a broken down family and then when she goes and steals his diamond, 
uh, uh, Black Mask wants it. He doesn't know, know, know that she has it. And Harley Quinn comes up on her because Harley Quinn doesn't want to get killed by Black Mask. So she offers to help him get this diamond back. And she finds out that the, the, the girl has it. You follow me so far? Yes, sir. Okay. So th- th- that's basically what the whole kind of premise of the movie is about. Uh, throughout the movie, like I said, it's a mixture of Deadpool meets John Wick, which is the action is great, and it is rated R, so you're going to get some gory scenes, but uh, and you're going to get some foul language, but it fits for the movie. It it's does. Rated it's rated R. It fits for the movie, and the Deadpool aspect of it is that she's breaking the fourth wall. And she's going around and telling the story and the backstory of all these women in here. Then once again, like I said, the women, the women empowerment aspect. You, you, so you had Jerry Slamet, obviously being the black girl playing Black Canary. Then you had uh, Huntress. Then you had the Hispanic and Rosie Perez. Then Cassandra Kate is Asian. And then, of course, you have Margot Robbie. So there was a, a whole diversity of women uh, on this on this whole team that it that, that, that was making making, and Black Mask is gay. Oh, yeah. Oh, they. Oh, this was a cater to everybody. Movie everybody in the spectrum. Caters they catered to everybody. everybody. And people, this him and uh, Zaz Victor Zaz is is, is was it? Yes, the one who after every kill he scars his body. Yeah, that guy, and he's what, not. They, they made them a thing. Th- yes, but here's the thing: it uh, wasn't like it wasn't like they were on screen grabbing ass and kissing each other because it's rated R. But you could tell the sexual tension between them, and right. you and you and I was just like, "Ooh, some combo people not gonna like this." And I mean, you know. I, I get it, but I, me personally, I was like, because Ian McGregor brought, he, he, he made the role of Black Mask good. He, he, he was very jubilant, and he was a pure dick in this movie. Like, I, when me and my wife went to go see it, all she kept saying was, I want him to die first. Because he is, him and Zaz are just straight chauvinistic Dicks. There's nothing else to say about that. That's all it is. I'm just like, when it, when I say they went for man, there is no good man in this movie. They they make that a thing. Every man that they come in contact with in this movie either steals their thunder, turns on them, or is trying to kill them. Every man. I'm, I'm not even lying to you. Now... I went over most of the good stuff that I liked about it. I'm going to have to go over some of the bad. And here's some of the bad. That this movie is... The pacing is all over the place. Because Harley Quinn, obviously, has a crazy mind. So as she's telling these stories, she goes and tells a part of the story. And then she would... Then we'll introduce to another character. And you're like, well, who's this character? Then she'll stop the stop the story to go back and explain who this character is. And then it will come back to where the present time is at. And then another character would appear. 
and then it'll go back to explain who that character is. And then it'll come back to the present time. And then you'll see how they intertwine. But then you're like, well, who is this other person? We ain't heard from them in all movie. And then, oh, wait, let me explain who she is. Take 15 minutes to do that. And then come back. It's like, whoa. Whoa. What, what's going on here? I'm lost. Because after a while, me and my wife were sitting there like, I'm trying to figure out what is the end game? What is this movie? And once again... I'm not going to do, even though it's a spoiler-filled review, I'm not going to do anything just to try to sit here and break it down because it's going to take me about a good 20 minutes to do all that. All right. Because it, it, it really is all over the place. And I'm like, okay, maybe it would have worked better if this was just more of a cohesive story where they kind of like, because even Deadpool going around and breaking the fourth wall and telling his telling the story he told it just straight through. There wasn't that many cutbacks and explain this, explain that. But once again, I guess you talk about the character of Harley Quinn, maybe so. But I felt as though that that part of the movie I didn't like too much. Okay. Now, now, granted, once again, I understood, I understood the message. I understood everything that was going on in the movie. I, me personally, I did not like the way. No, I can't say that. I think. I wanted to see more Black Mass, like, as Black Mass, because he put on the mask, like, twice in the movie. Wow. And see, and me being a comic book guy, I'm like, I want to see Ruthless Black Mass with the mask on. Like, look, he, he does, ha does have it on twice in the movie, but uh, I'm like, okay. I, 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 just want, I just want to see more of that. Also, I'm like, there is... No, you can have a woman empowerment movie, but there's no good man at all. I'm like, every man's a dick. I, I wanted the movie theater like, damn, I feel like shit right now myself. I said, this must be for like how white folks who have to watch a slave movie or something. I said, because uh, I said, I just feel like shit. I, I, I was like, damn. Baby, I'm sorry. Cause I'm like, cause the way they issued the movie, like, like it, it, it's really a a drawn line. Your men are bad, women are good. That's how the, that's how the, that's how the movie is drawn. Right. And I I don't mind the positive. I don't mind girl power. I don't mind woman. I don't I don't mind stuff like that. But so, some of the stuff in the movie, which is happening a lot of times, is it feels more pandering than it does actually respecting. Okay, so I'm listening. Um, darn it, I, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so so was it was it more like on a feminist side or? I would say I I would say the message was more on the feminist side. Okay. I, I I will say like I said it, it, it didn't change the movie for me. It didn't make me feel like oh fuck you you ain't talk you know all you talk about you uh you hitting all these men no I'm, I get it there's a story being told and I'm like there are some stories that are going to be told that when you are the bad guy of the story when you watch the movie that's just how you're gonna feel look trust me with it's just like you know uh. When you go see slave movies or when you go see, you know, these kind of 
I'm saying movies like you know it, it's it's simple. You got you know the slave owners that's the bad guys and the slaves are the good guys. That's just the way it is. So this movie is just like you know for everything everything that they that they've been through, everything 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 that has been happening. This is what's happening in the movie. I'm just like all right, we are the way they're showing this movie is we are some very chauvinistic assholes. That's what it is. Yeah. And I, 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 all I'm, I ain't saying it was a problem with the movie. I, I was just saying, like, man, that, um, <laughs> that, I was like, that, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? I, I was just thinking, there's a lot of, a lot of subtle man bashing, I would say, in the movie. But, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what it was. Uh, I would like have to, I would like to see more of Huntress be Huntress. Um, oh, what? Like she was, she did her crossbow stuff. She did her, you know, fighting and being aggressive stuff. But I felt as though there could have been more to the Huntress character, and she was the one that had the less development out of all of them because Harley Quinn gets to her last, and then when we find out how she ties into all the movie. It's like, oh, okay. I kind of wish you would have started that stuff out at the beginning. Journey as Black Canary, I was like, okay, she's a fighter. She's it's not your it's not your Ollie Black Canary. It's not, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different kind. I mean, I can see her eventually becoming that when they do form when because at the end they do form the Birds of Prey with with uh, Renee Huntress and uh, Black Canary, but. And Harley okay. Quinn goes off to do something stuff else. Go probably do Gotham City Sirens, but it. it uh, well, no, they get ready for the Suicide Squad too, right? Oh yeah, she was, obviously she she was good. Suicide Squad two is coming out also by James Gunn. So, I but but those are the black, uh, the Birds of Prey. I don't know if it's going to work on it by if that movie's going to work by itself <laughs> without Harley Quinn. I can understand why Harley Quinn was in this movie. But uh, cause the one the help the, with the whole selling point, but uh, I just I me personally I felt as though I could use a little bit more Huntress. Uh, okay. Wait, now uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't like was it mostly a Harley Quinn movie? It is a it is a Harley Quinn movie. Oh, boy, that's it, what I was fearing. It's right. it, it's a whole, because even even in, in Harley the, Quinn and Friends. It, David that, Ruffin and the Temptations. Yeah, that's 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 basically what this movie is. I mean, it's it's even even in in the title, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. So that's you know that's what it is. So Harley Quinn is the selling point of this movie. She's the main character, and you know this is this is a Harley Quinn movie before a Birds of Prey movie, and I can see that if this is going to be the Birds of Prey. They would have need something to sell the birds of prey onto people, and I and birds of prey is not a group that, unless you're a diehard comic book fan, is going to resonate with the, this audience that's looking that you know that's, that's coming off the MCU. It's just not. Right. So Harley Quinn d- does have to sell it. The experience for me was that this was a very empty movie theater. Now, I don't know if it's because of the, the, the time that I went, but it was only four people in there. So, it's, it's 
it was a, it was a, it was just me and my wife and four other people, and that was it. So had the theater to ourselves, and I think that if we had the stereo in in the movie theater, it it would have helped out a lot because there were so there were a lot of funny parts of the movie, and of course you know uh, it's funny you laugh and you want to laugh also with the audience. And it's easier if the other audience is laughing. But when it's like when you're quiet and you're laughing, I'm like, damn, am I disturbing the people? Because I'm one of the people that don't like to talk in the movie theaters. So I think it would have benefited better from the stereo. My final grade for Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn is a hashtag give it a chance, which equates to a C. It's not a bad movie. It ain't a great one. It's in the. It's really in the middle. I find it better than Suicide Squad. I, I had fun with it. <clears throat> I really had fun with it. If you was to ask me, hey, you want to come with me to go see Birds of Prey? I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind going seeing it again. If Swag want to ask me, hey, yo, you want to come see Birds of Prey? I wouldn't mind going seeing it again. But it's just that it, 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 it was one of the movies that it's not, it's not one of like DC's. This is not going to be like, yo, hey, DC, man, it's, it's the turnaround point. We had that with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, and I still think Wonder Woman 84 is going to be also good. But I, I think this one was a kind of a step back because you still had those Suicide Squad moment elements in there. But I do think that Suicide Squad 2 is going to you know turn it, turn it back around. And like I said, I don't know what, what the money is going to make at the box office this weekend. I don't know if they're going to right. you, you know, try to demand a sequel or not. Okay. So yeah, so that's right. Huh? I was saying, like, who who knows? We might, we might. I mean, yeah, you, might, uh... you probably will, but I mean, who knows? Um, now let's go on to your sixty-second review. All right. Ah, let me sit up for this. Ah. So for this, this, this week's sixty-second uh, review. Went on Hulu, and I figured, I, I, I seen it there, and I'm like, you know what? This day ain't even swag on zero than want me to watch this for months. I saw Godzilla. Woo! All right. And you know what? I liked it. All right. I like the film. I'm okay. not surprised. Go ahead. <laughs> it was a good movie to me, man. Like, you know, I got I got all my monsters. The, the visuals were perfect. I didn't even know Mothra was in Larva stage. I'm like, okay. Now, granted, um, I, it's been a it was a minute since I seen it, but uh, scientists, her reasoning was was stupid. It was her reasoning was stupid to unleash the monsters. I will give you that. However, the monsters, they. They clean the planet up, man. That's that's what they do. And unfortunately, lives do be taken. But I'm not saying I'm agreeing with her. Her reason was dumb. But everybody else, it seemed like the I forgot the the, the, the corporation's name. Their reasoning was like on, on like it was like Thanos type. It was like the the, the world is. You know what I mean, we need to restart the world. Uh-huh. And that's technically that's what the monsters are there for. Like even Godzilla has a part being the protector, and he cleans the water. So yeah. I, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? It's it's a double edged sword with that. Um 
I said there were a lot of, like, it was mostly talking, it kind of was, but I wasn't mad. Like, I thought it was, the way y'all made it sound, it sound worse than what, what I what I watched. It sound way worse than what I watched. Uh, we got Ice Cube in there. I mean, Ice Cube's son in there. Like, you know, they, 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 he looked more like Ice Cube than Ice Cube. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the fight, the monster fights were dope. The monster fights were dope. Even the monster, like even like Rodan versus like the uh, the uh, the jets, the fighter jets. That was all dope to me. You got uh, King Ghidorah causing a uh, hurricane and all that, and then Godzilla. Now Godzilla's power up. I remember it wasn't random. It was from him sleeping in that volcano. He he absorbed whatever was in that volcano plus the bomb. Mm-hmm. That's where his power up came from. Now. Now the thing, now, now my thing is, I am a big, not a big Godzilla fan, but I'm a fan of that universe. Like I do all, like I do all my monsters. Like I look up monsters and, you know, what I mean, look up the explanation videos on like the different forms of Mecha Godzilla, my guy Jet Jaguar, and all that. Like I'm a big fan of that. So, you know, I kind of, you know, I went in with an unbiased eye. Like I went in there with unbiased expectations, but I thoroughly enjoyed the film. And I rank it a, 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 a uh, what's a C? A hashtag give it a hashtag chance. Give it a I give it that. I give it that. Okay, here's that's, the thing. That's being I when we reviewed the video, the movie, I said the fights and the monsters was not a problem. Oh yeah. The humans are the problem. And when it comes to these kind of movies, when you have such lore as you are shown to be really into the God, because I'm not into the gods of the Lord like you are. So I, as you sit here listening to you, you obviously know your stuff. So with that being said, it's the same thing that goes with Transformers. They always focus on these dumb humans where that does not need to be the case. And when dumb humans make dumb decisions... It, it takes you out of the movie because that's what the movie is putting the focus on. Now, with Godzilla and battling all the whole legendary monsters, like, that stuff is cool. I mean, you got to see all that stuff on the big screen. I wish I could see more of it, and I wish I could see, you know, uh, just, by, just the dumb brawling because I, I want to see Godzilla versus King Kong. But once again, I felt as though that Kong Skull Island was good. I enjoyed Kong Skull Island. The problem is, I'm like, I thought they probably should be another Kong movie first before y'all do Godzilla vs. Kong because he's still a baby in uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. And he, and now, they did say, <coughs> they did say um, that there's an antagonist in that film. And it, like they're not going to be fighting each other. That I mean, they're probably going to be fighting each other, but they're going to turn around and they have a main antagonist in that film. It's rumored. And that main antagonist is named Mechagodzilla. Oh, wow. That's, That's the rumor. It, it, it could just be a rumor. It's, it's just that, I, look, you see how big Kong was in Skull Island, right? Yeah. But you see how bigger Godzilla is. Yeah, but, but Kong, Kong is growing, though. They showed him he looked bigger in the, the little spots he was in, in the film. In the spots that wasn't part of the movie, he looked a little bigger. So 
So he, I know he has more growing to do. That's that. I was just, I was just talking to, uh, I was just talking to, to, to my fiance about that today. Look at that man. I'm saying my fiance. Look, look at that. Look at her. that. <laughs> I was just talking to her about that earlier because uh, people were asking who's winning that fight. And my, I, I honestly don't know because I know Kong has more growing to do, and you know, I love Godzilla. Yeah, he got baby arms, man. He's still a, he's still a T Rex at the end. He's an overgrown T Rex. He still got them baby arms. So like, I don't know, man. But um, but I mean, plus he did get that volcanic power up, and I don't know if that power up is here to stay. I don't know if he's going to get any other power ups in this film. But like I said, I did. I I don't think I don't think they're going to fight to the death because there's there's an antagonist. They're both good monsters. So I don't know. Well, I don't I'm, know. As far as that fight is, I don't know. But I'm I'm excited for that movie. I'm excited. I mean, they they pushed it back, but I still want to check it out. So, oh, that's yeah, I still I still want to check it out. So, but uh, you know what? I appreciate that. So, how about next week you give us a review of Jigsaw? Okay. Yeah, I would I would I would like to get your opinion on Jigsaw. So, guys, yeah. yeah. That is our show for uh right on time actually. That is our show for uh this week. So next week, hopefully, Lord willing, we'll all be back here with you guys. And Swaggle Zero will return to host the show. You know, I, I host enough podcasts already, so you know he can come back and you know take, he can come back and take the wheel though. But you know what? I think no gimmicks need to held it down great tonight. You know, I think we did good. Oh yeah, we definitely. Yeah, I think we. I definitely definitely, definitely did good. So uh. Post down, comments down below if you guys listen to us on the, diff- the different YouTube stuff. But we are all on all the podcast apps. Like I said, I don't know how Sway usually closes his show out. But I want to let y'all know that, you know, we are on SpacesAffiliate.com. And you guys can find us on all uh, the podcast apps from iHeartRail to Spotify to Google Play to Speaker to uh, Stitcher to Apple Podcasts, all that great stuff. And you guys can find the little snippets that we do on YouTube because we put the full podcast up only on that. Make sure you check out Q-Flow's album, at, uh, The Wardrobe. Check out uh, Turntable, Table, My Culture, and Beyond. Check out uh, Baller's Lounge, which uh, we, we're going to try to record another episode. And then we're going to have um, all of them go up at like once. There's, there's a lot of things that's going to be going up for Baller's Lounge, stuff like that. And then once we get our Patreon started, that man talk will be up there as well. So, once uh, to my wife, the greatest great congratulations I, I hear right now. Uh, thank you. And then to my co-host, the man of the reality, Q for Photo Rookie. Alright, I'm still in her, her outro. It's been real. It's been real. Take it easy, everybody. And the man with the plan, if you need him, just yell Shazam. Myself, Mr. Andy, we are out in Q-Flow. Man, take us out with some of that sweet music. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.